0: joined by Roxy. Roxy is a former reality TV star from the Toronto Housewife-turned-entrepreneur and body activist. She is the president of Luxurious Roxy, Inc., a lifestyle brand and the My Size Rocks movement to empower all women to feel confident in their bodies. Welcome, Roxy. Hi, Emily.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) Thank you for being here. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you. You know I love chatting with you
0: hmm So we met through Instagram originally, but I, I would love for you to just share for those who don't follow your incredible Instagram page or aren't familiar with you, who you are and your mission.
1: I'm Roxy Earl. My Instagram is luxurious Roxy, so that's my shameless plug to please go follow it. And <laughs> online, I've just created this like wonderful community through social media of women who want to feel good about themselves and feel confident and are sick of brands and beauty and fashion telling them how they should look and what size they should be. Mm-hmm. And my movement is called hashtag my size rocks. And it's like ROX, like my name. And it all happens really organically and has just grown from there. So I was on a reality show and in all of the interviews, people kept on saying to me, how does it feel to be the first plus size housewife? And I just, I was really taken aback by that because I'd never really considered myself one thing or the other. Like I've always been voluptuous, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know I was considered plus size and what that was. So I said, I'm not plus size. I am my size and my size rocks. But that, and that is like my way of taking back this conversation that was happening about my body in the media that was negative. I was like, stop labeling me and putting me in some category that you think I should be in. I'm my own person. This is my body and I own the narrative about it. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> like who gets to tell us about our bodies, especially a journalist. And so it's just been this amazing, amazing, like a roller coaster of experiences and opportunities and connections and everything that you could possibly think of that's come out of just loving myself. Mm-hmm. I've segued into working with brands. I work with brands that I love and that I admire and I make them inclusive. So I collaborate with people and I design collections for them that are inclusive and considerate of all different sizes. And so I did one with Le Chateau. I actually did six with Le Chateau and they were a huge success. And I was the first person to put size zero to 22 in their store. Hmm. And then I did a swimwear line with NYXwear, which was amazing. And today I have a pantyhose line that's inclusive as well called the All That Glitters Collection launching with the brand Sheertex, which is an indestructible pantyhose. Oh, Wow. And then I work with brands to make them inclusive. Like this week I had a conversation with H&M. And it's just amazing how like, you know, H&M the second biggest l- retailer in the world. So mm-hmm. for them to invite me into their office, you know, and speak to such senior lover people about inclusivity and what it means, it's really cool. How did that come about? Because I saw
0: your video that you went to the was at the pre-sale for one of their fashion collaborations and none yeah. of their sizes were fit you.
1: Yeah. And I really keep my Instagram, my place to voice, mm-hmm. uh, my movement and my mission. And I never waver from that. It doesn't matter if you're a brand who wants to work with me. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're one of the biggest brands in the world. If I feel something's not right, that's my forum to speak about it. And I don't ever let that be compromised. And so I was invited to an event with H&M and it was for their collaboration with Jean-Baptiste Savali. And when I got there, there was nothing over a size eight. Well, the collection did have bigger sizes, but they were only online and there was nothing in store, but it left me with this feeling of like, why, am, why does it only go up to an eight here? Mm-hmm. And so I voiced my concerns about that. And I'm really not one to rant so I never rant and I really think that's important because so many people use Instagram as a, a form to just rant endlessly mm-hmm. about brands and that's not effective. Instead, I told my truth, which is that I'm a huge fan of H&M as a brand mm-hmm. and I love how so many of their clothes fit me and go up to a size 18 and I just was disappointed to see the lack of size um, diversity in this collection. Especially when it has such a huge supermodel behind it, which has such media exposure, and they really listened. And yeah, we'll see what comes out of that. Um, It was my first meeting with them, but it was just like, you know, an honor to be able to go into such a huge retailer and tell my story and tell my story of why it's important.
0: Mm -hmm. What I love is that you took being on a reality show and you used that platform to create positive change and even to build a business out of it. I think yeah. that you made it so much more than what it started out as.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I could have never imagined that I took this show, which is essentially famous for women fighting with one another. Yes. And I turned it into a movement to inspire women.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: my entire business launched out of it, which is about feeling good and making women feel good. And it's like the antithesis to what the Housewives is about. Mm-hmm. And so it was an incredible platform. And it just goes to show that take any opportunity, big or small, walk through that door and it's up to you what you create of it. Mm-hmm. And like not everyone else did that with that show. That was ten episodes on Canadian TV. What I did is I took that little moment, I translated it into something I could control, which was my Instagram, and then I just took it from there. Mm -hmm. I think I only gained 20,000 followers from the show. Oh, really? Yeah. So did you already have a following before that? Or it's just kind of snowballed after? everything has snowballed after that all because of My Size Rocks and like the work that I'm doing for body positivity and inclusion and fashion. So the show was just like this little... I think people you know i'm not going to underestimate the value of a platform of being on television it was amazing and it was incredible opportunity i'm incredibly grateful for but i just took that little moment and i blew it up into something much bigger mm-hmm. and i think that that's like a really important lesson for women in business is that find that little sliver open that door burst through it and then you create what you need out of an opportunity mm-hmm. it's not like for everyone to dictate to you what you do with something i knew that if i was given a platform i could, the sky's the limit all i needed was a start
2: mhm
0: i see that all the time where you know women they build these little followings and they just they don't use it they don't capitalize on it they post beautiful photos and they start to get you know followers but then it kind of ends there
1: Yeah, Instagram, that like this kind of like lifeless photos. I think that part of Instagram is really on a decline. Like, everyone likes looking at a pretty picture, but people I think are looking for meaningful, engaging content on Instagram and they're looking for things that can inspire them. Mm -hmm. So, I think that's just it was like a serendipitous moment for me and my truth. It all just kind of came from there. So,
0: before you were on the show, were you involved at all in the body positivity
1: movement? No, I didn't even know what body positivity meant. No, really? (laughs) (laughs) Like I was always a confident person. Like I have to say, I did not think so much about all of this. Mm -hmm. Like I never even thought that the show would mention it. Like it didn't even occur to me that my body was going to be such a revolutionary topic
2: Mm -hmm. because
1: I'm just like, I consider myself a beautiful, confident, curvy woman, but Mm -hmm. I don't consider myself one thing or the other. Like it wasn't like my body was this defining factor of who I am. I already have a huge personality. I'm successful in my career and in my life. And so my body wasn't my like, Mm-hmm. currency in anything. Mm-hmm. And so it became- it wasn't what defined you. Yeah. It just wasn't something that defined me. Like I'm voluptuous. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if anyone were to describe me to somebody, they'd say she's voluptuous and loud and outgoing. <laughs> but it wasn't like she's curvy, like was a thing. And so when I went on the show, I didn't expect it to be that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. And I was like taken aback by, like we're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of messages a week about my body, about my confidence, about my clothes. And what was amazing to me is that it was actually so revolutionary for a woman to be sitting at home and see another woman on TV who was curvy, who owned it, who was stylish, who was glamorous, who was fabulous, Mm -hmm. who had a lifestyle that she hadn't seen a curvy girl kind of portray before. And who was like unapologetic about her size. Like I've seen a lot of women on TV who are bigger girls who are talking about wanting to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot of bigger girls on TV who their body becomes like the joke. Like that's like part of their comedy is this self-deprecating conversation with themselves. I was engaging in none of that because I don't feel those things. I was just like, I'm fabulous. I don't know what all the the (laughs) boss is over. And you always had great confidence, right? I mean, I really have. Like, I've definitely had moments. I've definitely, the journey of like loving your body has Mm -hmm. been a journey. That's to say the least. But like, I took that insecurity and any insecurities I was feeling and like turned that into my power. So I I, helped you find your voice. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: And you're all about inspiring, of course, other women. How do you think that, you know, just uh, a young girl, how does she find her voice?
1: Well, I think that it like really, really starts in our own head. Mm-hmm. I always say like the most important voice you listen to is your own. Mm-hmm. And like people always talk about like online criticism and bullies. I'm like, often you're your biggest bully. That's so true. You here and you are changing and you're like, Oh, I hate my thighs, or oh, I'm so fat, or oh, I have no boobs, whatever it is that is your thing so many women speak to themselves like that first. And that's how then you begin to think about yourself. Mm -hmm. I say to girls, talk to yourself like you talk to your best friend, be your own hype girl.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Right? Like be your own hype girl. (laughs) And so like I stand in the mirror, I'm like, you are like, I actually say things out loud to myself. Like you're amazing. You're beautiful. I like love my legs. So I'm always like, ah, her legs look so good. And so like I speak really positively to myself and it just began to kind of transform how I thought about myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that I would love for young women to practice that and really edit the feed of what you see every day, like the news and the things you consume. If you're only looking at pictures of Kylie and Kendall Jenner all day, you're going to have a really warped idea of what a beautiful body is. Mm -hmm. Whereas on my Instagram, I have an array of women of all shapes and sizes who I follow who inspire me in all different ways. And I'm like constantly getting these visual reminders that beauty looks very different. Mm -hmm. Beauty has a million different looks. Do you ever feel the pressure to lose weight? Yes, I do. Of course. I do feel pressure to lose weight because I have like you know, a real open heart. (laughs) And so sometimes I listen to like when you're bombarded with negative feedback, sometimes it gets you. But, you know, I'm also like on a journey to be my best self as well. Like I'm really interested in being really healthy and really fit and really strong. And sometimes I put on extra weight because I'm super stressed and then I want to take it off. But it's less about like vanity than it is about just feeling really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I like to feel really, really good because I have a really big world and a big career and a big life. And I want to just feel my best every day. So mm-hmm. when I pressure to lose weight, it's kind of less from society and more to myself from myself because it'll be like my body saying, okay, you had a really good summer. <laughs> it in now. But I never <laughs> feel like this. I don't think about like, I'm talking about like 15 pounds. I'm not talking about like, oh, I need to lose 100 pounds. Mm -hmm. I'm never trying to be some skinny girl.
2: Mm -hmm. So
1: you've always been curvy when you were growing up. I mean, curvy and like, what is, I've always had curves. I think I was like a size 12 in university. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't until I started working crazy hours in my career in my late 20s that I started putting on weight. And I was like, you know, going down to like the salad bars and eating like a full salad with like an avocado blue cheese, chicken. I was eating tons of calories and just sitting at a desk and like working all the time and not taking care of myself. And I began to put on weight. And then my body just started to change. I've always been really like a curvaceous girl.
0: Hmm. Well, it looks good on yeah, you. I've been <laughs> yeah. So what's your ideal goals with this? Where would you love to see this go?
1: I mean, my dream is to inspire a generation of girls to feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. That's like my mission. And I believe I can do that through changing the fashion industry. And like mm-hmm. I believe I can do that through changing the beauty industry, like working with all the places that women are constantly shown how they should look and being told how they should look. I want to help redefine those industries and that media. And like something as simple as, okay, I did six collaborations with Le Chateau. Now Le Chateau makes, like now big sizes are in their stores. That's part of their business. Mm -hmm. And so it's like things like that. It's like, I go in, I do a collaboration with a brand and I educate them on being inclusive. And then that brand is forever changed. Mm -hmm. And I think like that's the kind of impact I'm looking to have in this world. And by doing that, I'm able to, inspire girls to feel good.
0: You're obviously very strong, but I mean, you do get some negative comments because there are always trolls, of course. Mm-hmm. Does that get to you?
1: Yes. Like some days, just like everybody else, I wake up and I'm feeling vulnerable already because there might be something happening in my life or I've had a bad yes. week or whatever. Like every human being sometimes wakes up and doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And when you're already not feeling good, And then you open up your phone and people are like saying terrible things about your body or you or your personality or whatever it is they're complaining about. It sometimes just gets to because you're in a vulnerable place. Mm -hmm. And I think like my issue with it isn't so much that it affects me because I'm like a pretty resilient, strong person. I have a pretty thick skin. My issue is like, what does that do to a girl who's maybe 16 and she's in high school and she opens up her phone and she reads a message like that about herself on social media because it's become the norm. Mm -hmm. And then she goes up and throws up her lunch and develops an eating disorder or decides that she's not worthy of something and harms herself. Like Mm -hmm. that on my mind. Like, that's why it it affects me so much is it's like weighing heavy on my shoulders, the other girls who might this be affecting.
0: Yes. I love that you call them out a lot of the time. (laughs)
1: Oh my God. I will put your Instagram. (laughs) There's this one sociopath who like went crazy about me. Like she was like talking about how she was going to kill me. (gasps) Like it was crazy. Like it was too far. I should have reported her to the police, but... I put her on blast. Mm-hmm. I tagged. She worked for a huge company. I tagged her company. Oh, good for you. They didn't do anything about it, but a lot of people saw that. Now, a lot of people reposted it and tagged the company too. Like, I'm just not going to put up with... You can't like go home and have this private life where you go online and tell people you're going to kill them and it be okay. Like, yes. this, just because you're doing it in private, it's in a public forum. You it's need, wild to, to me that... for hate speech. Like, it's mm-hmm. crazy. It's wild to me that
0: people feel that as soon as they get behind a computer, they can say terrible, awful things that
1: they would never say in real life. Oh, it's so funny because people will be like online trashing me and then they'll like see me on the street and be like, can I take a selfie? I love you. Yes. And I'm like, I remember because I look at people who trashed me. So I know who people are. It's, it's just so funny. So, it's <laughs> wild,
0: but like... It, it, Never in a million years would anybody ever say something like that in real
1: life. And
0: they get online and they feel that they can comment it's on everything so from what you eat like it's to your, so your eight. And it's funny too because I've always been very skinny and I've experienced the total other end of the spectrum of you know, growing up. My family was quite curvy on my dad's side. So I constantly had comments of you're too skinny. You're so skinny. Why don't you eat? Of course,
1: Emily's not eating that. And it's like, here's the thing is this isn't about being curvy. This is about all bodies. Like I'm just sick of the endless judgment on women endlessly all day being valued based on their bodies Mm -hmm. and being critiqued based on their bodies. Like it's, (laughs) that's my issue is That's why it's my size rocks. Like I always say, this isn't about girls my size. This is about girls of all sizes. Mm -hmm. That's why in my campaigns, I have all sized models. It's like, and that's why my collections have all sizes. Like, this isn't about my particular size. This is about ending a judgment and this obsession with talking about women's bodies and also valuing their self worth based on how much they weigh and what size they are. Somebody once
0: put me on a gossip site and they, called me anorexic and made that as like a making fun of me. And I just thought, like Like, it broke my heart. I remember I stayed up all night crying. (laughs) This was like 10 years ago or something, but it just, it was so upsetting to me. And just the fact that they thought that a mental illness, you know, a disease, whatever it's classified as, is something to, first of all, use against somebody. And then to say that online, of course, when you would never say that to my face.
1: It's totally insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what's happened to the internet where people just like, there's a reason you have a little voice in your head that prevents you from saying, saying <laughs> yes. things. I don't know why that that filter is eliminated online. Like I, I just would never go on someone's Instagram and write like something terrible. Like i <laughs> I'm more worried about like, what is wrong with people? Like, <laughs> thinking all day, like, it's, yeah. What is Luxurious Roxy Inc.? It's my company. <laughs> and in my company, like I said, we work with brands to do collaborations.
0: Okay. So it's, a, it's all collaboration. So it's, it's essentially you. You're the product.
1: I am the product.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm the product. My designing is my product. My point of view in the world is what I sell. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's what Luxurious Roxy is. the umbrella because I'm doing so many things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, people are like, she's a designer, but she's an activist, but she's a model, mm-hmm. but she's a speaker. And I was like, I'm a lot of things. I don't like it when people like to try and place you like, you should only be doing this. Mm-hmm. Like if I say I'm a model, then people are like, well, you're only a model. You shouldn't be designing clothes. We you say you're a fashion designer. Then Isn't why that funny gonna- how they try to limit us from what we yes, can do? So I'm the CEO of my company, Luxurious Roxy. And yeah, I sell a lot of different things. Do you think clients. that
0: you'll uh, do your own label?
1: I've been asked a lot about that. And I've definitely considered it many, many times. But right now, I feel like the greatest impact I have is by collaborating with brands. Mm-hmm. Because it allows me to continually like leave my mark, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I can have a greater impact. You know, like I'm collaborating with a brand that, say, has 200 stores. That's 200 stores a girl can walk into where she has clothes that fit her. Whereas, you know, if I were to start my own label right now, I'd be selling it direct to consumer online and I don't doubt it would have impact, but would it have the same amount of impact of what I can do? Like for example, you know, say my, the conversations I'm having with an H&M results in something, you know, I'm a model for Joe Fresh and it's like Joe Fresh has, what, 300 stores or something like that across Canada? Mm-hmm. And a girl is going to walk into a Joe Fresh and see a picture of me working out in their clothes. Like That's so much bigger and more impactful than anything I can do right now. That's why oh. I collaborate. How hands-on are you
0: with the designing?
1: I'm fully hands-on. Mm-hmm. I design everything. Like And even with my collection with Le Chateau and with NYX, we end with sheer text that's coming out today. Like I'm there talking about the creative vision for how we like shoot it and market it and like what the materials look like. The consumers are going to see packaging with Le Chateau. It was like every single down to the labels were I was involved in. There was not one piece. I was the creative director of the entire brand and all the photo shoots and everything.
0: It must feel amazing when you see somebody out in public wearing something that you've designed.
1: Oh, it's (laughs) really cool. (laughs) The best was I was in Whistler last year and I was walking through Whistler Village. Yeah. And this girl's like, so I was with my girlfriend, Catherine, and we're walking through Whistler Village and she's like, oh my God, she's wearing the same coat as you. And I was like, oh my God, she's wearing my coat. (laughs) And I was like, "Oh my God, you're wearing my coat!" And she's like, "I love this coat." And I was like, "But she, I'm like, I'm Roxy." She's like, "You're Roxy Earl." And I was like, "Cause she didn't know who I was. She knew me as a designer." Okay. So she like didn't put two and two together when I like came. Like I literally like was like ran up to her, <laughs> I was so excited. She was so cool, and we took pictures together. And like that happens a lot to me, but I don't know why. It's Just like it happens to me in Toronto and at like fashion events and stuff like that. And obviously I'd seen all the girls tag my clothes on Instagram, but when it like just happened totally randomly in in the, I was like, this is so cool.
0: (laughs) How did you even end up on the housewives?
1: It was like very, very random. They go out seeking women who have certain lives that they're interested in. and Okay. So they just kind Uh, of sought you out. Yeah. They seek you out. Yeah. You can't audition for it or anything. Mm -hmm. People always ask me, how do I audition for the housewives? I'm like, you can't audition.
0: (laughs) Were you hesitant at first?
1: Yes, of course. (laughs) I was hesitant because I thought like there's a lot of women on the show that are total train wreck. Yes. And so, and mean. And and, like, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm like this. And I was also really like hesitant about like sharing my private personal Mm -hmm. life. But I knew that if I did it, it would be an amazing platform I was never seeking fame. I was like, I just thought it would be fun at first. It's not that I didn't think it through. It's just that you have no idea what something is and will become until you do it and experience it. hundred percent. Like you can't predict what it's going to be like being on a reality show and the reach that it has. And I never in a million years could have predicted that by me being on a show about women fighting, I was going to be able to like find my purpose in life that is to yes. inspire women. And design clothes for women. Like I never could have predicted that trajectory. Mm-hmm. It's not why I did it at all. I had no aspirations for my business in that regard. I had business goals of why I was doing the show, which are totally different than why I did the show. Mm-hmm. I had to abandon the business that I did the show for because it just was like I had to pivot and like react to this insane amount of interest in what I was wearing. Wow. So, you didn't have any
0: experience before that in fashion design?
1: No. Oh, wow. Absolutely not. I, I don't even know how to sew. <laughs> i have one of the highest selling fashion brands in Canada, and I don't even know how to sew.
0: That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> it just goes to show that, like, any experience is what you can create your own world. Like, I don't believe in all these barriers. Like, you can't do this because you're not this. Kim mm-hmm. Kardashian has a makeup line. She's not a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, know, you don't need to have people are always like, well, I've got to go back to school and do this and this before I can do this. I, I was know. like, just do it. Just go do it. Start trying figure to, it out. Figure it out. Like, why does me needing to sew even have anything to do with my ability to design clothes? Mm-hmm. I have a vision for like Tommy Hilfiger is not sewing. <laughs> He's. Oh so, yeah. Mm hmm. I was going to say something else, but I won't.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you found your voice through that. And what are the statistics, you know, around anorexia?
1: And I think like anorexia is a huge issue, but I think like the greater issue beyond just anorexia, like that's just one piece of it. It's just this like epidemic of women not feeling good. Mm-hmm. Like women hating themselves. Like that's the big, like I wasn't even trying to cure anorexia. I would never put that on my ability or my shoulders or think that I could do that. It wasn't like that. It was like the greater feeling of just everyday women waking up and hating themselves because of their bodies. That's what I'm trying to fix. That's what
0: my aunt and her daughters loved about you that you were so confident and I think that's what struck so many people that it was like, okay, she just she loves herself as she is, who she is. She's not going on about I need to be skinnier, I need to change that. It was just I love myself
1: now in this person? Yes. (laughs) I definitely have confidence. And my confidence has been probably the single most defining factor of my success. Mm -hmm. And so I would love to impart on other women the ability to feel good about themselves because when you believe in yourself, you start betting on yourself. And when you start betting on yourself, really good things happen. Mm -hmm. And so I, I have plans for how I'm going to share that with the world because I think that that could be a great gift I could give to women is the ability to feel good.
0: Mm-hmm. And we all struggle with finding our confidence no matter, you know.
1: Yeah. And I, I think it all translates and transcends ages and sizes. And like, I was backstage at New York Fashion Week and I was asked to walk in New York Fashion Week and I was like the token curve model. And there was a girl and she was like, I won't say who it is because she's like a pretty big model. And she would be like considered what they call like a straight size model, which means a skinnier woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like a size zero or something along those lines. And she's beautiful. And she looked at me and she said, we were just about to walk the runway. And she's like, oh my God, do I look fat? I feel so fat. And she couldn't have looked like more like she looked like the physique that like every single woman has probably dreamt of for the last like 20 mm-hmm. 20- and she's asking me, I'm like 15 sizes bigger than her. It felt like, wow, <laughs> it was like a really eye opening moment for me. It was like an, mm-hmm. like an aha moment, if you will, mm-hmm. because I thought to myself, if this girl doesn't feel good, we none of us feel good. Like, if mm-hmm. this girl who's like got every check mark on what you would if you had opened a magazine for the last 10 years of what beautiful looked like. If she is worried about how she looks in her body and feeling fat, then that's like just an indication of that this is something that touches all women, that we all need confidence. We're all not feeling good. We're all succumbing to these pressures the media put on us. And uh, many of the times that some of the most beautiful women in the world I've met lack Mm self-esteem, I just thought this is really interesting. This is is why I need to do what I'm doing Mm -hmm. for everybody.
0: It's true. I mean, 10 years ago when I started Femme Fatale, that was one of the shocking things. I would meet so many of these girls that I found so breathtakingly stunning, and they had the lowest confidence and self esteem. A lot of the time, they put all their worth and their value into their looks and just constantly worried that they didn't measure up in so many different ways. And it was like, it was very, very eye opening for sure.
1: Yeah. I definitely have no... So so when your currency is... When you put all your value in how you look and in your body, and that becomes your currency in the world,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: beauty, you quickly realize that that is a currency that can go down in value very quickly.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Because there's always a younger, prettier, skinnier, more beautiful version of you. Mm -hmm. And you're endlessly in this comparison. And I guess I just didn't derive my self-worth from my looks in that same way as Mm -hmm. so many other women did. I found like value in like my accomplishments. Mm -hmm. And so those were things people can't take from me. Those are things society can't take from me. Age can't take from me. Like I have this confidence because of these things I've accomplished and the person that I am, I know I'm a good person. So I was like deriving my value from very different that I found a lot of other women were basing their worth on. Mm-hmm. And so then the problem is, is that when your whole self-worth is wrapped up in your looks, you begin to make really bad decisions because you let people tell you how valuable that is mm-hmm. or unvaluable that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: The comparison, not- of course, is... There was a great quote I, I heard mm-hmm. the other day. I think it was, Comparison is the thief of all joy.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a great, that's a great quote. It's true. It is so true.
0: You know, I find myself doing that too and I have to- Oh, I do
1: it all the time. (laughs)
0: You know, it's like, well, why why didn't I look like this? Or why didn't I do it this way? Or, you know, why didn't I, why are they
1: doing better than I am? Yeah, for me, it's not even look stuff. It's all like business stuff. Like I find in business, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, why did she get that role? Or why did Mm -hmm. she do this? And then I was like, or why did she just buy Mm -hmm. that beautiful new house? What did she? Uh, You have to
0: pull yourself back in. I find and make like a conscious thing. Like, I tell myself, like, okay, stop right now. Totally. Like, I will say, like,
1: what did she do to deserve this? Like, beautiful life. Mm -hmm. Okay. First of all, you're seeing her highlight reel. Mm -hmm. And second of all, just unfollow this girl. (laughs) (laughs) I try to
0: use it to motivate me. So I think, like, great for her. I try to tell myself, let's do better.
1: Yeah. Like I just really deeply. Know that like the reasons why I'm like jealous of where I feel like any sense of jealousy about people is because of my own insecurity. (laughs) So it's like if I'm like looking at her life, being like, "Ugh, why did she have all this?" It's like, okay, well, what are you missing that you feel like you need that to like feel good and worthy? Like, check yourself. Like, I find it like a really good reality check. I love the unfollow because oh, I unfollow everyone, and then you're just removing the comparison. I literally unfollow... Okay, so people get really offended when I unfollow them. <laughs> people notice if I unfollow them. So, so that's weird. So, Because people are like, you unfollowed me. I'm like, oh my goodness. So now I mute people. Okay. I didn't know you can So I mute. You go un, and you can like, un, when you're going to follow or unfollow them, mm-hmm. There's was like mute their stories or mute their posts. Mm-hmm. They don't know that you've unfollowed them. <laughs> yes. But you don't have to see their face every day. Mm-hmm. So you haven't unfollowed them. You just are muting their content. So you don't have to see it. But if you're not worried about offending people, just go ahead and unfollow everybody who's annoying. I love that. So like
0: on your mission, obviously you're always developing new narratives around the body confidence. How do you find, you know, your inspiration of what you're going to do next? How you're going to take it?
1: I find like my followers are like my biggest source of inspiration because every day... I'm reading messages from girls about Mm -hmm. what what the work I do or what my posts or what my words or what my picture did for them. And so I take a lot. I would say like the bulk of my inspiration comes from that. Mm -hmm. And then the rest is like by virtue of like what I'm looking for. So it's like, I would say most of the things that I've designed are because I felt like I couldn't find them myself. There's so many more things I want to design because I'm like endlessly obsessed with fashion and then not able to find things in my size. So like quite literally, I design like out of need for what I'm looking for because <laughs> I'm like, if I want it, I know a lot of other women want it, which is oh why God, you have yeah. jogging pants in, a, you know, in plus sizes <laughs> and all sizes in my Le Chateau collection. It's like because I wanted a sequin jogging pant. Is a yeah. sequin jogging pant the most marketable thing on earth? Probably not. <laughs> I sold a lot of them, but I was like, that's not like what most people would think of as a staple in their wardrobe. But for me, a black sequin jogger is like so cute for the holiday season and Adorable. just like an alternative. So then I made one. Like, that's the kinds of things. Like, I just make things that I wanted and I thought were fabulous.
0: hmm. And if there was a a young girl listening and she was having trouble finding her confidence and her mission, what would you say to her?
1: I would say do little things every day that make you feel good about yourself, that make you proud of yourself. It can be something as simple as like really killing your workout or being kind that day or. Going into the office and like accomplishing something, like it can be little things. It's just a series of little things that make you feel good about yourself is how you end up one day being confident. Mm -hmm. It's not like the switch that you just turn on. It's a daily practice of believing in yourself and doing things to make yourself proud.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) So, where can people find more about you?
1: My best place to like learn about me and follow me and be engaged in me is my Instagram Mm -hmm. at luxurious Roxy is my handle. And that's where I share all my product launches. That's where I share my thoughts, my aspirations, my inspirations, my moments of weakness (laughs) I career on Instagram and I love how open you are. Yeah. And I have a lot of cool things launching and I'll launch them by announcing them on I'm expanding. I opened a TikTok this week. Ooh! I have one follower. It's my assistant. But that's okay, <laughs> I haven't told anybody yet. I'll <laughs> so go follow you like so like you'll have two. At Luxurious Roxy. So I'm, you know, I'm like expanding onto different platforms and trying out different things because I just like think so neat. But my Instagram is like where I would say people find the most about me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. You thank are you.
1: It's definitely
0: great. fabulous.
1: well just remember my size rocks and yours can too if you just believe in yourself